This show is listener supported. To get involved and to get this show early every single episode, head over to patreon.com slash okbeast. What is going on, everybody? You are listening to Jumpmaster, the number one Apex Legends podcast brought to you by OKBeast.com. I'm your Jumpmaster today, Alex Van Aken, and joining me this week is my squad mate. We got Andrew Taylor at Papa Drew Bear, as you know him. What is going on, Andrew? We had a great last few days filled with Mm -hmm. a bunch of duos Mm -hmm. games, and I don't know why it's not a thing in the game. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. We're going to talk about all that here in a second. Of course, Jump Master is a bi-weekly Apex Legends podcast. Each episode, join us as we discuss the latest news, tips, tricks, and experiences as we jump into the Apex games. This is episode 32. And now, listen up, everybody. You can now get this show early every single episode by going to support us at patreon.com slash okbeast. That's where we work. That's where that's 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 the the you know the little outfit that I help run. We make a lot of videos, a lot of podcasts about video games, uh, and uh, we just announced a bunch of new stuff this week, including some revisions over on Patreon. So if you want to get involved and help uh, help us out, you can go get the show early every episode now. Patreon.com slash OKBeast. We just announced a lot of new stuff for OKBeast, okay including um, we're getting in, getting into the video game documentary game. So if you're interested about games, uh, how they affect people, how they are made, then uh, go over to YouTube.com slash OKBeast and uh, subscribe there. We just put up uh, uh, the first episode of our new series, Why We Play, and it's a look into how games connect and change us. Uh, and uh, the first episode is about me, and it's about how Fortnite helped me to reconnect um, with my distant family and help me reconnect with my little brothers in a big way. Uh, so if you, uh, if that sounds interesting, go check it out. It's about a six minute video. Uh, we put so much work into this video, like a hundred hours probably into getting this video up. It's a very, um, really, we, I, I tried focusing on like the cinematography and like the storytelling of this new series. It's, it's unlike anything I've made before. So it'd mean a lot if you go and check it out. And uh, we also announced we're going to be filming our first behind-the-scenes video game documentary in late March at a studio in North Carolina. So exciting things on the horizon for OK Beast. But this is Jump Master. Uh, Andrew, let's talk about Apex Legends. Yes. And I, I, I don't know if I believe you yet, <laughs> but tell everybody what happened when we were playing duos yesterday in Apex. Okay. So Alex and I, like I said at the beginning of the episode, we've been... <clears throat> enjoying the valentine's day event that they Mm -hmm, recently mm -hmm. put out with some really awesome stuff including the duos mode yep and we were playing and we had just finished up merc in a squad (laughs) and we were looting kind of getting reset just in case of like a third party came running along which you know apex legends that's how that works yeah uh and i i told alex i said whoa stop did you just hear that and Dead ass! I swear to God, I heard <laughs> a wolf, like a wolf cry, and it was like oh, and I was like, "Well, what the heck was that?" So mm. I, mm. you know, I don't know. Like, I thought I heard it. I might be wrong. It sounded really cool, and I was like, "If that's actually a legit thing, I think that's a really cool way to continue to tease other legends that are coming out." I'm. I, th- I think last episode we talked about how there was like that video that surfaced and like. 
someone saw a wolf, like a wolf, yep. sorry, a wolf uh, run across like a scaffolding. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that was like the tease for like Loba, which is like the character that was teased in that Revenant um, character origin video that came out like a few weeks ago. So yeah, I swear to God, I thought I heard it. I might be wrong. You know, any other Jumpmaster listeners out there, please correct me. I don't know. Maybe you guys heard something too. Uh, like I said, if if that's if that was a legit thing that I heard, I think that's a really cool way to like tease that, like continuously tease it throughout the season. Um, hmm. But yeah, yeah. Hmm. I mean, anything's kind of possible at this point. I mean, what, like, Andrew, what are your what are your <laughs> listen? What are your thoughts on UFOs too? Hmm? Huh? I, huh? I don't know. <laughs> that's what you sound like right now, bro. There was a wolf. I heard a wolf. I'm like, dude, I've been sitting here. We haven't yeah. been moving. I did not hear a wolf. And you're like, bro, a wolf just howled. Yeah. I was like, mm, okay. Did you you capture no, that honestly, gameplay, I, right? I did capture the gameplay. I haven't gotten to review it. Okay. Um, maybe maybe by the time next week comes, I'll be able to sit down and review it. Because I, I got to figure out. I think we were at the Planet Harvester, weren't we? There's a lot of noise going on there. There's a giant beam. There's a lot of there's a giant beam coming out of the Planet Harvester. There's a lot of a lot of audio going yeah, on. Yeah, and then so. the whole like, maybe I, maybe I missed it thing. And yeah, it, I don't know. It might, you might be right. Yeah, could be cool. I don't know. I'm just saying, could be cool. Could That's be cool. Fun. I mean, I wouldn't put it past them. Like they, like you said, like they've teased so many other legends in interesting ways, like that. Like we saw crypto, crypto down in the in yeah. the labs. Um, we Revenant saw was in the trailer for the Halloween event, and like he was yeah. teased. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's not the first time for sure. So yeah, if and we saw that, like you said, we saw the wolf, and that was at Planet Harvester too. That was yeah, and I'm pretty sure we were at Planet Harvester last night when you said that. I could be wrong. We might have I, been it's at either, Capital We were City. either there or we are at Capital City. Either way, both of those places have been affected that by the rift yeah. or whatever, the Planet Harvester itself. Yeah. So, so yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, Apex, Very cool. Apex, Respawn, EA, keep doing cool stuff like that. Like, I think that's really interesting and fun Absolutely. ways to like tease their characters. So, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, of course, time for some housekeeping before we get into um, our review of the Valentine's Day Duo event. And we've got a lot of fun articles and news this week as well. Um, first, housekeeping. Uh, if you want to support us, uh, of course, you can support us on patreon.com slash okbeast, like I said a few minutes ago. Uh, and if you don't have money to do that, that's totally fine. If you want to help us out in another way, you can leave us a review on iTunes. And we've got two new reviews. Uh, first one comes from Connor. Connor left us a five star and he says 10 out of 10. This podcast is really good and helps me keep in the know. Uh, Also, Connor wants to know what level we are. Uh, On PS4, I think I'm level 100 and... close to 140, I think. You're like 136 and I'm 138. Okay. And then we also have accounts on Xbox and PC. I think PC, I'm like level 20 now. PC, I'm like like level 20, yeah. Something like that. Um, Yeah. So, uh, and then Zach, thank you for that review, by the way, Connor. We appreciate that. Uh, and the next review comes from Zach Flanders. Zach gives us five stars and says, great show. Love the show guys. Uh, really gets me through the day when I'm at work and I want to be home playing apex. Thank you. Keep up the good work. We, sh- we appreciate that review, Zach. We're glad that we can help you get through the work day. Uh, I know I listen to podcasts a lot to get me through the work day, so Same. I can relate to that. We're glad that we can do that for you. Um, 
And yeah, don't forget youtube.com slash okbeast is where you can go to get all of our new videos. Uh, like I said, we just dropped a new mini doc on how Fortnite uh, helped me to reconnect with my family. Uh, really hope that that video does well and hope that you guys enjoy it and resonate with it. And of course, listen to the OKBeast okay podcast every Monday. That's our general gaming podcast. It runs about 90 minutes. I host that along with Ian and my stepdad, Brandon. Uh, and uh, we talk about the latest industry happenings, latest news and uh, the games that we've been playing. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, I think that's going to do it on housekeeping. Uh, let's get into champion chat, Andrew. Um, the topic of the show this week is going to be the Valentine's Day duo event yes dude why why do they uh they keep maybe they, they keep, know that we want it so bad that they just are going to continue not doing what we want them to do <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i feel like they're kind of like nintendo in this sense but i mean yeah like it's been great to just have to only worry about one other teammate and yeah. like that that's not taken away from the fact like regular squads is still a lot of fun it's, there's still a lot of dynamic and, you know, the battles can get really interesting that way, too. But I think that with something like duos, it just kind of changes up things a little bit, bit a little bit uh, more than usual. And honestly, like we have like held our own pretty well with duos this last week. I think we had yeah. like one game. I had like 14 kills in one game. That was the highest yeah. I ever had. Um, I think we might have. Was it like a twenty? There was bomb? The, the game after that. You had eleven, and I had ten. I think. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We did. We. I think we had three or four wins that night. The yeah. first night that the duos dropped. Yeah. Um. Which is really fun. Like. Yeah. Like you said, like there's one less player to worry about, which is like, it's nice. If you don't have a, like if you have a friend filling that spot, and no, normally it's good. Yeah. But if you're like, if like you have, if it's just you or one other yeah. or one other friend, and you have a random, sometimes I mean, as everybody knows, that can be. That can lead to mixed results, and so <laughs> yeah. uh, it's nice when you only have another friend, one other friend online, to be yeah. able to jump in duos. Also, I feel like it changes up like the the strategy a little bit. I feel like um, fights are a little more hectic sometimes because there's the same amount of pe- same amount of people on the map, but more teams, and so more people um, shoot at. Well, yeah. yeah, and so like I feel like there's more fights where there's like three or four teams fighting, uh, and yeah. it's it's really interesting because. There's so many people like are targeting so many different people and it just is way more chaotic versus like uh, two teams of three just hashing it out. You know, I like three teams of two hashing it out. It makes it more dynamic, I feel like, um, and a lot more hectic. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, what, what would you what would be your reaction if I said, hey, Apex Legends, they're not going to bring duos as like a full time mode ever, but. Once a month, there will be a one-week rotation where duos are available. I think I'd be okay with that. Yeah? Because, I mean, then it gives me something to look forward to, like, once a month. And I like the idea of, like, a constant rotation of maybe, like, more casual modes. Uh, Like, maybe put shoddy snipers in there with duos and, like, another mode or something. But I don't know. Like, this last year, they've given us so much variety when it comes to like these limited time events at least i feel like and i yeah i don't know i i would just like to see something like that stick around just because i've been in that situation where i want you know me and you were playing or i was playing with someone else and like we got to play with a random and it's like like you said it's mixed results like they're either they're either competent or like they just want to go off and do their own thing and you know i guess whatever they want to do but yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I do like that idea of having like a constant, you know, uh, mixture of, 
of different modes cycle in and out every every week or something but yeah and i know that they express concerns about like splitting the player base several times um and maybe like if it was a one week you know yeah event like they could i don't know maybe they could kind of and that, manage that makes that sense. better yeah but i'm still i'm still with you i want <laughs> i want it to be a full-time it's mode. Just i fun. have so much fun it's just really yeah, fun dude. and like it's i feel like the matches go by a little bit faster yeah, I, I just wish it stuck around a bit more. Um, I, I really do hope that maybe they cycle in back solos eventually. I'm sure they will. I, you know, they haven't talked about that at all whatsoever. Duos has already been in rotation for the modes twice now. Yeah, and for so this map, so, for, solos for was World's just, Edge. Yeah, Solos was just last on King's Canyon. Last summer, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's been a while, but i like to see them cycle that back in because honestly, I think a lot of people really enjoyed Solos too, and I think uh, some people definitely improved and it helped them improve their gameplay it it helped me improve quite a bit i think that was like a two-week event and it was like great to just feel like i only had to rely on myself and not let like my teammates down but then also like improve on my skills so yeah i feel that um we we haven't talked about this in a while would do you think that apex would work as uh, not solos not duos not trios but a four-man squad do you think we, we will ever see that in Apex? I, so like when the game originally came out, I remember a lot of people not complaining about it, but just wondering about, oh, is, could that ever be a thing? Or, you know, kind of speculating. Yeah. And I don't really know at this point because like we've had a year, over over a year now worth of, you know, just the straight three-man squad. Mm-hmm, and... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I that might be like too hectic and like loot bite loot might be a little bit more sparse and like that's a good point. You know, like the but the thing is is like they could totally change that up. They could totally, you know, say, hey, like the loot's gonna increase, you know, whatever percentage so that there's enough loot for at least four squad mates. And maybe yeah. maybe they try it and it maybe people just don't like it. So who knows? Um I I guess I you know, if 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 that was an actual mode that came out, I would be I would definitely try it out, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't think it's going to happen, but they have trouble enough with the servers, like with 60 yeah. people. Every time a new season drops, everyone wants to get in. And I know that that can really kind of throttle things. So, yeah, for sure. Let's get into the news and articles uh, segment of the show. Um, this first headline uh, comes from, uh, I believe it comes from GameSpot. The writer is Jordan Ramey and the headline reads Apex Legends won't stick to a formula. Quote, we like to surprise our fans, says Respawn. So let's get into this. This is, like I said, from GameSpot. We'll link it in the show notes if anybody's interested uh, in checking it out. We're going to start a little bit halfway into the article where we have a quote. It says, quote, if you're getting a theme here for our second year, it really centers around innovation. Respawn COO Dusty Welch said in an interview with GameSpot. Quote, you think about the first year of launching something, a new IP successfully, and a team that had not engaged in live service before. And so there's a lot of muscle memory you have to build up and you've got to find your stride and you've got to protect the team and the team health along the way. You've got to find that sweet spot. Respawn excels at storytelling and building strong characters, something the team has managed to implement to some extent in all of its existing games. Even the original Titanfall, with its weak campaign, at least introduced characters that fans fell in love with, most notably Blisk, who's gone on to be one of the most recognizable characters in the Titanfall and Apex Legends universe. Uh, The quote continues, uh, or that was not the quote, that was GameSpot. Now there's another quote. (laughs) There are games in the Battle Royale genre that are multiplayer only, Welch said. We want to bring something new, and we want that story 
storytelling, finding a reason for people to really care and latch onto a game uh, on a a meaningful and personal level, have that emotional connection to a character. And it's so much deeper, so much better than not having it. Players get invested in that story and the interplay and their buddies with their characters as well and how they play with each other in the game. Uh, And then GameSpot continues their editorial piece. Um, This emphasis on storytelling can most certainly be felt in the final weeks of Meltdown when Respawn was beginning to advertise what was coming in the assimilation. Um, And so we're going to go on, go ahead and continue down, kind of cut through some of the some of the fat. Um, This quote comes from Chad Grenier, game director on Apex Legends. Uh, Not being a writer, I don't want to speak too much for them, but to me, Apex Legends is episodic. We treat it mostly like that, where each season we figure out what story we want to tell that season, who's the new character, how do they play into the past and present and the future, which I feel like that, I feel like they are kind of, Andrew, I feel like they're kind of building on that with like Revenant, Pathfinder, um, Forge, and now like Loba being teased, like I feel like they are like kind of tackling and that. And they, they did that with crypto too. Like that's I, true, I loved yeah. that crypto was like the main reason why we're not in Kings Canyon anymore. It was like yeah. now we gotta shift over to another arena arena and like I loved that whole kind of like narrative that they put behind the season. So yeah, I think like this was actually something I was thinking about today, kind of going back to the beginning of those quotes from Dusty. I remember like at the beginning of like say season one, that was kind of very like lackluster. And they kind of address that later on. And they also kind of had like that whole event shop debacle with like the Iron Crown event where like some things were just way too overpriced and some people were kind of upset about that. But like the more I thought about it, like Respawn really like this is literally their first games as a service video game. So like, I remember people were just getting so on their case about it. It's like you kind of have to take a step back and think they're really they are finally hitting their stride after those two things that kind of slow them down just a little bit. And it's because they never done it before. And so now that we're a year after the game's release, like it, every time they release any new content, I'm like literally not disappointed at all whatsoever. And it's because it's, it's different. It's because every time it's different, every time it's fresh, it seems like, and like, I just enjoy the game overall regardless. So yeah, I mean like seeing these quotes and, the things that they want to work on and like having these cool kind of narratives behind their seasons and all of that. I think that's really, it stands out to me. And I know that overwatch kind of did that for a while too. I don't play for like sure. any Fortnite at all whatsoever. So I, I don't know how that works. If there's a narrative behind a little bit, but okay. it, it's, it kind of just depends. Yeah, not as much, so, not as much though. Yeah. I, I like seeing this sort of like, there is a story We treat each season as like an episode. Here's like a bunch of fresh new content throughout the whole season. And like it all kind of has a purpose. So I think that's really cool. So I like I like everything I'm seeing here. Yeah. Uh, Let's continue in the article. Jordan continues. Since the beginning, Respawn has leaned into the mystique such a uh, into the mystique. Such a form of storytelling can create by dropping hints and that get fans speculating. I think it's a typo Uh, that gets fans speculating and theorizing as to what's going on next. And the team is devoted to maintaining this level of mystery going forward into a simulation and beyond, as implied when I asked about the shadow wolves and dogs that may or may not be running around the new planet harvester in World's Edge. Mm. And the howling, oh, Andrew, here we go. And the howling slash barking sounds that may or may not be faintly echoing throughout the canyon on the map, all of which may or may not be teasing the upcoming edition of Loba, a new character who may or may not have been hinted at in the assimilation cinematic launch trailer. 
Quote, I don't think we should say anything about that, Grinier said, laughing. I think you guys should keep playing and see what happens. The quote continues, uh, not talking about the barking, but the storytelling and the crafting of lore was a very purposeful franchise decision from the outset of creation, and we're super happy that it's come together, Welch added. People are begging us for more, and the team here loves it and are really starting to riff and run with it now. We're just getting started. And then there's a section in this article. I'm, I, like I said, the, the article is much bigger than what we're reading, but I, I there's a couple more things I want to, we kind of have hinted at uh, in the episode today that this article tackles. So I want to talk about it. This next quote comes from Grenier. Quote, the storytelling is actually pretty freeform. We have a really creative team, both on the dev side and on the marketing side, and everybody is sort of involved in working on the game. So it could just start as a hallway conversation or a random idea at dinner. And just like anything in this company, people will jump on a great idea and people get really passionate and involved. So we don't have a structured plan of how to do these things. It's sort of just the result of a lot of really passionate and talented people being in the same room and talking about these things. We hope to not stick to a formula necessarily. We like to surprise our fans. Now, this next section, Andrew, is on making limited time game modes into permanent add-ons, which is something we, we kind of have been talking about this episode already. Yeah. This article continues, the team isn't content to only experiment with new ways of storytelling either, as there are plans to continue using the limited time modes to glean additional insight into the Apex Legends player base and see what type of content could work quote sometimes we do learn valuable information and this is in regards to the limited time modes we did a limited time mode for solos and we saw how the impacted how that impacted the game and the player base who engaged with it and who didn't and we learned quite a bit so you might see that coming back in the future with some tweaks same with duos we learned a lot and we brought it back nice we understand that fans of the game want these other modes to play and we want them to have those modes as well he continued but we need to make sure that we're introducing them in a way that is healthy for the game and doesn't take away from all the other great parts of the game one risk that we have to watch out for is dividing our player base so we need to make sure that people are still able to find matches whether it's in trios or solos or whatever the modes might be the goal isn't to take it away from players the goal is to bring it back in a healthy way that both makes the fans happy and also doesn't make the overall game experience worse. And so that's what we're doing now. So that that's pretty cool to hear. That's like, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Like it's kind of exactly what we said, like, right. Yeah. Like they are aware of, you know, the dangers of splitting the player base, but also they want to satisfy, they want to satisfy us, yeah. the people who want these extra modes. Yeah. And I love that. Like in that quote that you were reading, I love that they were honest about pulling data and seeing what people are digging and what people aren't really into. Yeah. And that, that, will encourage them to recycle modes that you've played before in the past. So I like yeah, that a lot. Absolutely. I think that's cool. Um, you know, obviously the last event that we had uh, with all the modes that were cycling every couple days for like a week or two, that also I can definitely tell that they were just trying stuff out, seeing what would work, seeing what would stick. And yeah. I'm sure depending on the numbers. And even in that, they brought back favorite modes. They had duos. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they had um, shoddy snipers. And yeah. And they had gold, all golds back. Yeah. So, so yeah. clearly those three modes do very well for them. I'm curious how like Dummies Big Day and a few other, a few of the other modes like yeah. Always Be Closing. I wonder if those will come back or, or what. I did um, actually like Always Be Closing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was fun. Next news story. Uh, this is that the fact that um, if you're on Twitter or Reddit, you've probably seen this already. But there's a new Apex Legends bundle available. It's an Octane-focused bundle. It's an out now on PS4, PC, and Xbox One. Uh, it's going to be coming to um, retailers soon. I know for Christmas, I bought my brother the Lifeline-themed bundle, and he really loved that, that skin. Yeah. So I'm excited to see Octane. Octane is a character that I actually play, so I'm probably going to pick this up. And these, these new content bundles are a really great deal. 
deals for those listening. If you want, if you're saving up, you want to get. You, let's say you have 20 bucks to spend on on a skin. I feel like these these um, addition skins are really good because not only do you get the awesome legendary skin, but you also usually get um, like another like you'll get like a banner or in this case there's um, a new weapon skin um, for the charge rifle. And then also for all these bundles, you get a thousand extra Apex coins. So I think they cost 20 bucks, which like a normal legendary costs like what about 18? Yeah. Yeah, and so if you spend the twenty bucks on these additions, you get the legendary skin that you want. You usually get some sort of bonus skin, whether like I said, banner, weapon skin in this case, and then you get a thousand extra coins that you can spend on another couple of skins. So um, I feel like that's like a really good way to way to go, especially if you play these characters. Yeah, it's it's actually a pretty solid deal. Like we were talking about before we even started recording, and basically you're you're paying that money, but you're getting money back. It's just in-game currency. So like, yeah, it's kind of yeah. a no-brainer, especially like Alex, like you were saying, if you play those characters, I mean, why That's not? Great. So yeah, I'm I'm waiting on the Rafe one. So Yeah, dude, I can't wait for Pathfinder. Yep. But I'm probably going to get this Octane one. But real quick, I know people are going to want us to talk about what's in the Octane edition. Um, this is coming from the website, um, and it says, you're either Predator or Prey. Death comes at you fast in the arena. Sink your teeth into the Octane edition, packed full of juicy collectibles to keep you looking and energized and more venomous than your competition. Uh, so the Octane edition comes with the legendary Arachnoid Rush Octane skin. This is like, I, I would it's like a white an all white bodysuit with like he kind of looks like a like Spider-Man. Yeah, and alternate his eyes, universe Spider-Man. His eyes are like purple and Yep, he's got f- purple all over him. He looks he first, looks very Yeah, I thought he had a hoodie at first. Oh yeah. yeah. And that would be cool. I I'm a big fan of hoodies, so uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, sorry I cut you off there. Oh, you're fine, you're fine. But yeah, so all white suit with uh, purple accents, looks like a spider. It's called the Arachnoid Rush skin. Um, then there's a gun charm. By the way, dude, we haven't really talked about gun charms. I'm really digging gun charms yeah. um, lately. I've got a couple Pathfinder ones that are are rad. You got that Valentine's Day one? Yeah, I did. I did. Good. Uh, I love it. <laughs> I, I put it on my R301. And then I put my... I have another Pathfinder skin. I think from last season's Battle Pass that I have on my R99. Um, there's an exclusive Violet Widow gun charm. It's a purple spider. Looks awesome. I'm not sure what gun. I guess you could put it on the... There's a there's a charge rifle skin that is also legendary and ties into this arachnoid theme. So I guess you rock the arachnoid theme with Octane. You rock the charge rifle skin with yeah. the arachnoid. And you put the, the, Widow, the Violet Widow gun charm on the charge rifle and you're set. Um, and then there's an exclusive Venomous badge. I usually don't care about the badges in apex but i really dig this octane badge um looks super cool and then of course you get the thousand apex coins so for 20 bucks like if you want to get more skins for your characters and you play octane from my point of view i'm not getting paid to talk about this like (laughs) what like i'm just talking to you like for real uh it seems like a good deal so i don't know you're getting money back by spending money so we are not paid we have never even spoken to the people at respawn so yeah you know we're we're, yeah i I just i just dig it so up next uh on our this is our last news story of the day um this is coming from dexerto the author is brad norton the headline reads apex legends wall bouncing shotgun creation could change the way you play andrew are you familiar with this at all i am not seen this yet Okay, uh, so there's an Apex Legends fan that mocked up this new, it's called the Slug Shelled Shotgun. I linked it in the in the show notes. This, the Reddit user is dude with name. Um, and the idea is that it's a close-ranged weapon, and the 
the the bullets, the, the, the shotgun shells, bounces off of floors and walls to gain a damage boost after the initial bounce. That's cool. And he mocked it up. It looks like he did it in like, I don't know if he did it in Maya or Unreal. I can't tell. Uh, it looks rad, dude. Like It's, it's <laughs> awesome. A, that is a deadly looking shotgun. Yeah, um, I dig it, dude. I, I love the Apex community for stuff like this. Yeah. And dude with name clarified. It's called the VXN-12. It's a slug-shelled shotgun. Uh, firing mode is single. Uh, ammo type is shotgun. Rate of fire, 65 RPM. Magazine capacity, 5. Uh, and the damage uh, modifier's body uh, is 50 or 65 after a bounce. Legs, 32 or 40 after a bounce. And head, 75 or 95 after a bounce. ADS speed is minus 20%. Reload time is 2.5 seconds. Um, and there is a vertical heavy recoil. So this thing was, dude, I could, I can only imagine walking into like a building, shooting a slug off of a wall and headshotting somebody like yeah. that sounds so rad. Yeah. Uh, Cause there's a I, lot of, yeah, there's a lot of fights that you can have where like you're well, around the corners and stuff. Yeah. And like yeah. bouncing shots off like around corners to get like an angle on people. I think that'd be really cool. Oh dude. It'd yeah. be so cool. Imagine. Hmm. I'm just, I mean, I'm just thinking about all the possibilities now, like yeah. combining them with like certain, certain, uh, Oh, what if, I wonder if it would like interact like Gibby's shield. Like you throw the shield down and shoot the, the bullet on the inside of the dome and have it ricochet through the oh, dome. Wow. That could be cool. I'm just saying. <laughs> Game yeah. over. Yeah. Game over, dude, man. That'd be awesome. Uh, apex hire this dude. This is, this is rad, but yeah, if, if people want to see this and you haven't seen it on Reddit already, it's linked in the show notes of the podcast. Uh, now it's time for our next segment of the show fly together. This is our new, uh, segment where you can write in, send us your Xbox gamer tag, your PSN, your origin ID. Uh, if you're looking for other players to play, we've had a couple people, uh, message us, make sure I saw one person forgot to include their handle. So make sure that, um, you're including your, your Xbox gamer tag or wherever you play, make sure you include uh, your handle for people, for people to find you. Uh, this week, Josh writes in looking for other players on Xbox. Josh emails us saying, Hey, I'm Josh looking for some competitive and cool people to play ranked with on Xbox currently gold and want to shoot for platinum, maybe even diamond. My gamer tag is Mr. Buttersworth. Um, <laughs> and there's two S's in butters. So Mr. B U T T E R S S worth no spaces, no numbers, just Mr. Buttersworth with two S's on Xbox. So everybody go add Josh uh, and uh, hopefully you guys can get some some good games yeah. going together. I love that he has a goal. He wants to shoot for platinum, but maybe even diamond. I like a guy with a plan, dude. Yeah, I like a man with a plan. Character of the show. Do you want to get into this, Andrew? Do you have the show notes in front of you? I do. Yeah. All right. So friend of the show, Stephen Fontana. Uh, host over at Nintendo Dual Screens podcast. Go check them out. Uh, they have a gr- lot of great shows and, and streams. Check out Nintendo du- Nintendo Dual Screens. Uh, but anyway, Steve submitted today's character of the show called Blockade. Andrew, how about you get you get into it? All right. So Blockade is a staunch defender, the staunch mm. defender. Mm. Uh, his description: He's big, lumbering, moody. Blockade is the master of protection, the paladin of the Apex games. You want to take out his squad, you got to get through him first. I dig it. I like that. I do I like, like that. It. His passive ability is defended. Blockade starts with a white shield. When it breaks, it breaks permanently. Hmm. I okay. like that. Uh, his tactical ability is blast back. Blockade stomps the ground, sending a forceful wave in a 360-degree radius. 
deals knockback and slow to all enemies caught in its wake. Okay. I like that. I do like that. Uh, his ultimate ability is the energy blockade. Laying down a turret with a massive energy shield, think of a much larger <laughs> lifeline barrier that slowly moves in a direction in the direction it's placed. It cannot be climbed or shot through from either end. It continues until the drone hits. Let me see. It continues until the drone hits an object or is shot for 50 damage. Okay, so you lay down the turret. Yeah. It has a shield in front of it and it moves in one direction. Yeah. And if it hits an object, it stops, or if it's shot for 50 damage, it's over. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I kind of, I could, that, I. So it's stationary. Yeah. Well, kind of. It's not stationary. It's moving, right? I think so. It's slowly moving in the direction placed. Yeah. But you can't control, like, once you place the direction, that's it, right? I imagine it's got, like, a little swivel on it so it can hit people, but. Cool. Yeah. That could be interesting. Like, we haven't seen, like, a, any sort of, like mobile equipment that's I mean I guess Gibby like deploys something but when I think I, of I mean, this I character guess, I think of I forge, guess in the sense but... of like a turret we've never seen that in this game right yeah. and it reminds me of like Roland or something maybe from like Borderlands I don't yeah. know that could be cool um I like the fact that the passive is you start with a white shield like that that I like that I think that's fair and if it breaks you're done I like that so you'd have to swap out would you have, mm, to, you have find to swap any out? White but at least you have something. Uh, if, I imagine you, like, you just have to look for blues or higher, right? Unless you break your shield, then you need to swap it out. Yeah. But okay. I kind of dig that. And then, yeah, tactical ability blast pack. Like, I feel like there could be some cool use cases for that. Like, if you time it right, like, maybe you could throw people back into an ult or something. Like, yeah. If they're outside of the range, maybe if you if you're in position right, yeah. you hit them with a blast back and you propel them back into like Bangalore's thundering, you know, thunder, rolling yeah. thunder. Well, I'm thinking of it more as like caustic's gas because that slows you down too. Oh, that's it says true. Deal, yeah. It deals knockback and slow to all enemies caught in its wake. So like maybe that's they true, just yeah. go a little bit slower, but obviously there's no like gas in your face, so you can't see who you're shooting at. So yeah. yeah. I, I, I like having like I feel like that being a tactical is smart. Um, yeah. And I feel like it's like it's it does enough like it's not going to break the game like those people could still shoot you but it does give you like you know it's namesake a tactical advantage so I kind of like that. And it's like especially like with Revenant like I think that, I think uh, Steve kind of made this character as like a counter to Revenant who is very like push heavy. He's you know incredibly I mean? aggressive. Yeah. But like, he also takes a lot of damage. Yeah, he's exactly. like Ash like, in Siege. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Aggressive, but you're gonna get your, you know, you're gonna get killed really easily. So, exactly. So, I like this character. I like Blockade, the yeah. staunch defender. Thank you for writing that in, Steve. Appreciate you. Um, let's get into the last segment, the listener questions. We've got two questions this week. Of course, if you want to be a part of the show, tweet us your questions at OKBeastNow with the hashtag JumpMaster or email us hello at OKBeast.com uh, with the subject line JumpMasterQuestion. Um, Joshua asks, can we talk about the gold standard of Battle Royale games? I see so many Apex fans upset about no bug fixes, no content, no community feedback-based prod- progress. But I don't see any other games doing it better at all. What is this supposed? What is this supposed standard that everyone is judging Apex against? Hmm. I have a few thoughts on this. Yeah, you go first. Yeah, I feel like where I'm at with this, I feel like the reason that we we you know you mentioned you don't see any other games doing it better. I think when Apex came out, it came out in a time when Fortnite was putting out new new content all the time. Like they were going 
balls to the wall. Yeah. Um, and now Fortnite, it, that is not the case. Like it is very much, it is very much slowed down its pace. Um, and I think like you see, we saw reports of like working conditions at Epic games and stuff like that. And I think like that team probably saw the success that apex had with a slower rollout. And I think it gave Fortnite an opportunity to breathe as well. Um, and I think that now, like now BR games kind of all like have a, I feel like they have a similar frequency of updates. I feel like apex is doing a great job at this updates. Like I think it gets updated a lot more than other BRs. Now I think when it first came out, that was not the case. And I think that's where you hear some of that feedback from. Yeah. But I feel like in the past like six months, apex has had a consistent amount of content and maybe more so than other battle royale games. Like, so I feel like that early on, that was the case, Josh. I feel like now not so much. And I think I've seen some of that critique cool down a little bit. And I feel like people, have been a little more understanding as at the same time, I feel like respawn is doing a better job of talking to the community, right? Like, yeah, there was definitely some hiccups last year um, in, in terms of communication. And I feel like they've learned from that. Like yeah. in that article we read earlier, I felt like they, they said as much, right? Yeah. Like this is their first live service game. They're figuring out the cadence and the frequency. Yeah. And I feel like we're, we're seeing that happen, right? hundred like, percent. They're hitting their stride. And sure, it might have taken, you know, a year to get to this point, but I honestly think, like, there's a lot of really cool things going to be coming to this game. And, you know, like you just said, and like we said earlier in the episode, like, this is their first games of service game. So, like, yeah, kind of got to cut them slack in terms of, like, this stuff. And, like, I, I see people, like, I, I know what Josh has seen. Like, I see people argue about the bugs and, like, you know, all that kind of stuff. But it's, like you have to realize for them to do that sort of thing. And if say they were to like actually, you know, want to fix everything at one time, the game yeah. wouldn't be live. You wouldn't be able to play the game. <laughs> and so like, that's why they're putting out patches like every, every few weeks. Like it's, it's, it's getting fixed. It's just, it takes time for that sort of thing. So I, you know, people just have to understand that not only are, does this take time, but those people also have lives and families as well. So like, yeah, that's yeah. important. And so, yeah, like, like I said, it took a year to get to this point, but like, man, like I'm so excited to see what happens with this game. And like, I'm, I'm kind of like ride or die at this point. Like I love yeah. this game. And like, I was thinking about this earlier today, like there were like growing up for me, like Halo two was, and like Halo three were like, those were the games that like you remember playing so much. Cause you were playing with your friends yeah. and like siege kind of got to that point for me as well. And like, I like have made a lot of friendships off of that game. And now apex is like getting to that level where it's like, it's cementing itself in my like gaming history as like a game that, well, I will always remember that I'm playing that I've played. And yeah. so like, I love that they're getting to that point where it's just like, they're just keep giving us the good stuff. So like, yeah, just be patient. Like it's, it's it all, you know, it's life. <laughs> and it's also just a video game. So yeah. 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 Well, that's a, that's a whole nother. Yeah. <laughs> whole that nother quote, discussion. Dude. Yeah. We're not going to get into that. <laughs> Steve Fontana asks, what game mode from other shooters would you like to see added to apex? For me, it would be capture the flag mode with a BR twist. Oh, Ooh. I'm glad you said this. I, I want to say something. Each squad gets a flag. And when theirs is stolen, the team is eliminated. It can be in a smaller area and maybe restricted to 12 or so teams. Thoughts, question mark. Keep up the great work. Would love to see you guys. Would love you guys to join to chat it up. Okay, yeah. Um, oh yeah, Steve, you should totally come on the show. We'd love to have you on. Yeah. Um, so 
did I talk about this on last week's episode with, with, with Khalif? We might about have mentioned it. My idea for the, oh, the flag yeah. based where like there was yeah. different flags that spawn and different teams were, yeah. were tasked with escorting it from one point to another. Yep. And you had like um, speed boost, like everybody that was, was it, if you have the flag, you have a speed boost. I can't remember. Uh, but essentially like a couple teams are like escorting flags and everybody else is against them. Mm-hmm. Dude, I feel like that'd be such a cool battle royale game. Yeah. Um, but, or battle royale mode, but because I, I love I love CTF right like oh yeah going back to the Halo days like that was the game mode I played Call of Duty yeah. Call of Duty that's what I play now like whenever I play Modern Warfare uh, also we got to talk about sometime Modern Warfare getting a battle royale mode soon yeah. it's pretty wild <laughs> but yeah so I'm I'm right there with you Steve on battle royale I think maybe a, a King of the Hill could be cool but I think that they would have to do a smaller it, yeah segment like I think you have to pick like something like okay capital city is this round and there's king of the hill across the capital city right or i guess yeah. east and west fragment now um, and you pick like one bigger location on the map and that's like what the king of the hill revolves around i don't think you could do like okay king of the hill is now on geyser now it's an east fragment now it's at the planet Har- that, that would not be fun but if it was a confined space like you couldn't leave that area because of the circle uh, and then there was king of the hill modes like ac- around the city i think that could be really cool yeah but it definitely would have to be like Steve was putting here in his description that it would definitely have to be way smaller in terms of yeah. like teams and stuff like that, oh, because yeah. that that just seems like way too chaotic for me for like <laughs> 20 teams to just be going at it. So, yeah, but I like the idea. I really do. Yeah, for sure. So that's going to do it for this week's Drum Master. Thank you, everybody, for listening and giving us uh, some of your time today to listen. Uh, of course, you can support us and get the show early now at patreon.com slash OKBeast for three bucks a month. Uh, that'll get you access to the OKBeast OK podcast early every week. That'll get you access to Jump Master early every episode. And that'll get you access to our Patreon exclusive podcast, uh, Stir Fry, which is a non-gaming podcast. We have a lot of tiers um, ranging from $1 all the way up to $50 for those who you know are, are looking for that um, and a lot in between. So go check it out for ways to support us and that is really helping us fund um, our new video content that is coming uh, in 2020 so thank you for checking that out uh, thank you those who have subscribed to us and reviewed us on iTunes uh, that really appreciate that we, we really appreciate that and of course if you want to follow us on Twitter I'm at it's Van Aken uh, and I geez I had a brain fart Andrew I'm sorry and Andrew <laughs> is at man it's getting to be that time of the night dude uh, and Andrew is at Papa Drew Bear on Twitter of course join the discord at okbeast.com slash discord uh, and yeah we've got new shirts and merch hoodies all that available at okbeast.com slash store that's gonna do it for today this was Jump Master episode 32 stay legendary this is my favorite.